Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I am joined today by the two Robs, and of course, uh, my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be uh, back and uh, having Rob on. We've been asking asking him to join us for a couple months now. He's been uh, being a basketball coach over the last few months, so that's why he's uh, not been able to join us. So it's great to have him on. Yeah, Saturday games. How'd your uh, how'd your team do this year, Rob? Well, last year we were zero and eleven, and this year we were five and six. So great improvements. So uh, I was proud of the boys. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. great. That so, is great improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them. It may have been a little improvement from the coach too, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I changed my coaching philosophy. I said no more plays, just uh, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, or pass and pick, pass and pick. So it was a little bit more movement, and that seemed to work. And defense, we had to play nice pack in zone defense. Well, that's good. I and you know I'm of all the sports basketball I was somewhere yesterday and there was a basketball game on and people were aptly watching it. I'm like, it's cool to be at the court and watch. And of course, if you're Norm Pattis and have seats right behind the Lakers bench, yeah. that would be fun. But <laughs> otherwise I'm not, I'm not a basketball guy. So, but yeah. anyway, Hey, so anyway, we're going to welcome everyone to the new media show. We got a lot to talk about. We've got uh, Rob on top here for about an hour. So, we're going to uh, bust through. But yes, this is episode 200 of the show. Rob, do you remember how many episodes we did with, uh, what did we call it? The Saturday Morning Tech Morning Show? Tech Show, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we did probably maybe 100 of those probably. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to go back and look. But yeah, so this is actually like 300 or something. So I anyway, but 200 of this show. So quite appropriately, we got lucky and got uh, Rob on top with us today. <laughs> Well, I'm honored to be be here for your 200th episode. And for those of you that are listening, uh, Rob Walsh is on the top monitor and Rob Greenlee's on the bottom monitor. So uh, that's why I'm saying Rob on top. But uh, <laughs> anyway, there's uh, the news is just, uh, and I'm sure you guys are just as just as we're just busy and lots of stuff going on. And um, but there, uh, you were out. Can we talk about your trip to New York a few weeks ago? Well, it was DC. It DC. was actually DC. It was yeah, DC, it was DC yeah. to the NPR uh, facility. I don't know how much, but I'll talk about what I think should be talked about. Sure. Um, and, and and we're talking about RAD, which stands for Remote Audio Data, and where they were looking at going with the spec when we came into the meeting. I'll tell you, I was very skeptical because um, they didn't think it had much legs and there was a change at the meeting on the focus of it um there's still some big a big big hurdle to get over but but it, in a nutshell ten thousand foot view the idea is to be able to get data back from the client side applications to your hosting company or whoever your stats person company is that will give you the same level of consumption data that apple now provides so it's basically so you can see on a per episode basis how much your episodes are being consumed. That, in a nutshell, is where it's kind of come to. Now, the hurdle is getting the client-side applications, the Overcast and Shifty Jelly Pocket Cast and Podcast Addicts, to report that back. And then obviously the big one is Apple. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, when we say client, what we're talking about is the is the listener end, um, the apps on on all the platforms and the web players and all that stuff. It's getting data directly out of the playing side, right? Um, not the download side. Correct. So yeah, you know, yeah, uh, did, uh, if I if I switch into technical terms, server side is what we normally call the right. the, the hosting yep. company. That's where Libsyn, Blueberry, and, and Spreaker would come in. We we can see your server side data when the requests come off the server, and then the client yep. side is uh, is going to be Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, Overcast, Shifty Jelly Pocket Cast, where people actually consume. You know, when we introduced uh, subscribe on Android, it took. Just to get 13 lines of code added to the Android apps that we worked with was pretty monumental in, I think we launched with seven, I think we're up to 14 or 15 now, a couple years in. And we provided them the exact code. They just had to cut and paste. We told them where to put it. And it was no more, no harder than that of an inflammation recompile. And then next time they updated their, their, their app, the code was in there to support that one-click subscribe on Android. So we're talking about integration at a wholly different level where they're going to have to put code in to track when someone plays, fast-forward, scrubs. There's a lot of implementation that has to be done by the apps in order to make this happen. Have you? Did they talk about the level of work an app developer would have to do to do this? So, so at the meeting, they split the group into two sides. And one side was more the biz dev side, and the other side was the tech side. So the tech side, we're talking about those issues. I was on the biz dev side. We had one of our lead, our lead dev was there, Greg, and he was on the tech side of it. He did say, from our perspective, from the server side, the implementation wasn't going to be difficult. But... Mm-hmm. Again, it, it is a client-side issue. And, and like I said, that's the big hurdle, getting the client-side to buy in. And what is the reason for them to buy in? Well, the main reason uh, for everyone other than Apple is to give a level of data back that's equivalent to Apple so that the producers would then keep continue to promote those, those client-side applications as a viable place to, to consume the show. It doesn't mean ever mean pulling your content from a client that doesn't support it. I mean, some people might be dumb enough to do that, but but we would never suggest that. Uh, but there is the point where you're going to say, hey, if you want to get your data back and you can choose between mentioning a few different applications, you, you may mention the ones where you actually do get the data back versus not. There's really no carrot, though, to offer uh, the client side. And that's something that's going to have to be worked out. And there's calls coming up, and we've got one coming up here on the 5th. Uh, to talk about some of these issues, and, and hopefully both of you guys will have people on the call as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's it's to me. Um, there's two two things to look at here for my perspective. I've always been cautious in that. Right now, on the server side, we get a pretty you know all three of us know we get a pretty deep look at the data and we have a set of guidelines um, that we're all working against to produce data that is comparable, uh, hopefully within a few percentage points of each of our services. That's That was the goal of the IEB mm-hmm. podcast measurement document. But th- th- So that's handled. My two concerns is, number one, how are podcast listeners going to react when they start 
determine, you know, people are sensitive right now already about how much information is being collected on them. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. What if I'm a listener and I don't want this data being shared, how much I'm listening of your show. Now it's anonymized, but still the listener doesn't feel that they don't know that a hundred percent. The goal on this is to tokenize, anonymize it, similar to what Apple does right now. You know, Apple said that, hey, everybody on iOS 11 is actually, their data is actually being aggregated. Uh, it's anonymized even if they opted out. I asked, now it was one person at Apple, and, and I asked if people opt out of the data collection when you sign up on iOS 11, you know, there's an option and don't share data. Evidently, that doesn't count for podcasts, and if you consume a podcast on iOS 11, any iOS 11 device, your data is being shared anonymously. It's an anonymous token. You can even reset that token, so uh, you get another token. But in this case, for all the other applications, it would be the similar thing. Anonymized data. We talked about the GDPR Mm -hmm. uh, in there. I know on the technical side, they talked about the GDPR quite a bit. And, And the idea here is not to pass even back geographic information. It's just to pass back consumption information, figuring that you can take your geographic information that you're already getting a server side and combine it with this consumption data and figure out what you want. Now, you won't be able to say how many people from you know, Lynchburg, Virginia or the Richmond, Virginia DMA are consuming 85% of the way through, but you'll be able to say how many people in aggregate are consuming 85% of the way through and project that out. So for those of you that don't know what the GDPR is, is we all, every internet-based company is facing an incredible deadline sometime in May, I think May 25th. 25th, 25th. Where, um, Same esen- day Han Solo comes out. <clears throat> essentially, the amount of data that we're allowed to collect and retain is, whoa, I mean, it's like, whoa, really limited. Um uh, IP data, um, there's certain rules around it. We're, we're having to retool um, our stats and how we um, collect, stack, and in order to comply with GPDR, this is not a necessarily a small effort um, because the EU has basically said, you shall not... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shall not collect track or even know who is using your services from the European Union. I guess well, it, maybe what it comes it's, down to is yeah. IP address yeah. is considered personal data. Right. So if, so if a company was supplying raw server logs with IP address and you could see what each IP mm-hmm. address was doing, you are outside the GDPR now. That's you're right. You're going to get fined. 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 Big fine. Fine. And, and, and the European Union is like the United States record label industry. They are <laughs> fine, happy. I mean, they, oh, they, yeah. they don't mess around. So for us, you know, we've been looking at this for a while. And with the deadline dooming, the devs are like now like tearing into the code so that we can make sure that tokenize, mm-hmm. I guess the better word, tokenize yeah. IPs. And uh, it's, it's a, well, I'll be frank, it's a pain in the ass. And uh, the EU went, in my consideration, they went way, way to the right. Uh, As they always do, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, you know, so we're having to retool to comply with GPDR. So if it's tokenized, then I guess they're going to be GPDR compliant, but still 
you know, what's the perception going to be of listeners thinking they're being, you know, they're already being tracked in iOS 11. So maybe it's not a big stretch. Um, and I want to say this. I think getting this fully implemented and all the clients adopting it is in the same world as unicorns and flying pink yeah. elephants. It, it, it's a very big wish. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not in any shape, way, shape, or form delusional thinking, oh, this is a slam dunk or even even close to even easy. This, this is going to be really difficult to get everybody on board. It's going to be work for the client side. And I still we came out of that meeting and no one ever answered the question, what really is in it for the clients to do this? Right. Well, you know, why, why should Overcast do this? Why should Jellycast do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also is there there a bigger agenda here too, which you know may or may not be bad. I, I don't know, but is it, is there an agenda to kill downloads as part of this? <laughs> um, I kind of nah. wonder. No? I, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, there's always a few fools that are in all these meetings that, you know, but we can talk about blockchain and, and yeah. other folks like that later. But, uh, you know, it, there's always some people that um, they want, what you get in the video streaming world, but that's not, you know, those people aren't realistic and, and they're a small group and they represent a very small number of shows. So let, let's be realistic. Some of the most vocal people in the community, as everyone knows, represent the tiniest percentage of shows. Yeah. So let's also look at the, you know, what's really the and benefit here. You know, it, we already have an incredible metric point based upon the number one client in the space right now, Apple. We already are seeing data that confirms information that we've all known, which I laugh about. We've all known this for mm-hmm. for years, but yet the naysayers are all, oh, we need this data because we don't have it, but we've all known this already. For me, the data was, you know, I, I was, okay, could there have been a big surprise? Sure, but was there a big surprise? No. And I think for the majority of us, I think we've got the data set we need to go back to the uh, the advertisers and say, listen, 65% of my audience is listening to 95% of my show on average. You know, what more do we need? Do we need, okay, so what do we have now, Rob, the Robs? We have, we have, let's just in one hand, let's, I should bring up my, the clients list. How many apps are there total on the Android well, side? Fifteen. Uh, well, here's what you know. Let's take a look at it this way. How many client side apps are there that matter? Right. Seven. 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 Right? And, and what it's percentage do seven. they make up? Ten or, right. or less? Yeah, I mean, those seven are the. There's only seven that are one percent or more. Right. Right. So everything else, and then there's maybe another six that are above point two percent. Right. So. There isn't many clients that really matter at the end of the day. So let's say we need to. So we've got 65% of the data already with Apple and we're going to get another. Let's just get, let's be really generous and give them 10%, 10% on those seven apps. So that takes us to 75% that we're going to have the client side play data to. Is it going to make that much of a difference? No, I agree with you. You know, okay, uh, so it, is is Google, whatever they're going to do, are they going to play? Is Apple going to play ball with Rad? Okay, here's here's where I think Rad has some value. 
if rad is implemented by enough client side third party clients enough all of enough them. Uh, like let's say the let's say let's take those 13 sure. and we get 10 of those 13 that drop below apple if they implement it it may put pressure on apple to open up an api to give us the data oh i i think right and if rad did nothing more than expedite apple into releasing the data in an api for us to pull in for people's accounts then i would consider rad a success apple said they already said they're going to do this but they it's just time have, have they changed have they, their mind? Have they technically said they're going to do it. What uh, they've said is, we hear you. We, were, drink, really we, were, we, we were drinking a beer yeah. when they said it. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, they, they actually need to, it. guys. I don't okay. think that they actually need to. I think that the other players in the space, um, and maybe some new ones that, that are coming, I think would be more inclined to probably support this. Um, but you know. Those are like like you guys are saying. It's uh, it's all small market share stuff that we're talking about here at this point. Um, so it's always going to be just a sample of what's happening right. out there anyway. Because being able to capture 100% of the data, and I don't even know if that's the goal. Is the goal to get 100%? I don't know if it's even possible. Uh, what what I tell people when they look at their if they take a screenshot of the Apple data and the consumption. Yeah. On the left hand side, it shows the magnitude. I say cut that off. Don't ever, ever show the magnitude. All you want to show is a trend. What percentage of people are listening, where they drop out. That's yeah. what's important from the Apple data. The magnitude isn't accurate yeah. enough to matter. Yeah. And you got the accurate number on that now on the clients, on the server side. So you take yeah. your server side for magnitude, you take the client side from Apple to look at consumption trends. And then there's two things you learn from that. Where people drop and more importantly, where people don't drop. Right. I mean, if you could have a, an hour-long episode and you find 15 minutes where people don't drop out, that is the most valuable information you can get because what did you say for 15 minutes that people didn't leave? And then yeah. repeat that in future episodes. And, and here's the, the thing that makes me laugh again about this, and I guess maybe we're the only ones doing this, is that we've been providing, and it's not listen data it's percentage of download data on people that are actively listening not the people that are subscribed the people that click play mm -hmm. and then hit stop on their on their app we've been provided percentage of download data to our enterprise clients for years and we so first thing we did is i brought up the enterprise client uh, stats on one page and i brought up the apple stats on another screenshots they had provided me and guess what they lined up like a mirror and i was just like Okay, I'm done. You know, I'm just like, it, it, it's, it, it made me kind of, it, I was just like, okay, it's, I'm no surprise. And, and my information's validated. So, um, okay, that's cool. It's, it, again, it's, all they need is more assurances of information that we've already known for many years that they just don't believe they have enough data on. It cracks me up. Well, there, there again. There's folks that are 100 percent about the advertising and podcasting. Of course, and, and they and and they and they're just looking for anything because they come from a different world and they want to be able to talk to media buyers from a different side of things that are used to video data and live yeah. streaming data. But we've and already just, had that story, but they've been they they haven't believed it. Right. But the question is, are these advertisers? <clears throat> uh, 
did they evolve or change anything in their practices because of the new Apple data? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I that they not. have. I, oh, I mean, well, I know yeah. one thing that evolved. The post roll is dead. <laughs> the post roll, <laughs> yeah. The post, oh, yeah. the post, Big the, surprise. the post roll have has been uh, terminated. <laughs> That's what they got out of it. You know, they 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 lost something. Is what they did. They lost the post roll. Anyone that's selling post roll, <laughs> okay, you better be pay, given like fifty cents CPM on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Todd, more and more people are listening to the end of their show, right? I know it's in it's in it's in the nineties. Shows there's a few shows that do, but boy, I'll tell you what, the majority. Mm-mm. It it looks like the uh, back end of the letter M. That's right. <laughs> It's it's 95, 96, 97, boom. You know, that's, you know, 98, uh, boom, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as they hear you making a, a even a breath of your rapping, boom, they're gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that on my own show. It's like, and I just want to thank you again. Uh, gone. I gone. want to thank Casper again for ever to sponsoring. And it's like, zoop. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Tom says agencies are asking for Apple data yet. Well, we're providing it to the agencies. You know, that's, they may not be asking, but those of us that uh, are talking to agencies, that, you know, that's the first thing I put up. That's the slide I added immediately to our deck. (laughs) You know, because it's, they, it's confirmation. Again, it's confirmation of the same thing we've been saying for years. So it's, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate the data Apple has given us. So, and, and I, I guess we'll see where Rad goes and if it gets implemented. But it's not the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> well, and also, what's the, what's the future of pre rolls too? That I think it's a it's an interesting question too. Are we going to see a stronger emphasis moving forward on the early mid rolls, uh, or just mid rolls in general? And the the whole pre roll stop sign is something that. Uh, hopefully we'll be a little bit smarter about as we move into the future and maybe do less and less. I don't I, know what I, you guys think about that. I don't think the pre-roll was hurt in this information. I don't know. Rob, what do you think? I don't think it was hurt, but I still think you get more value out of having a mid-roll because there's less people with their finger on the play and the fast-forward button. Right. So when yeah, you're I mean, listening like at the five-minute mark, the yeah. phone's already now into your pocket or purse, mm-hmm. and they're less likely to to hit the fast-forward. Um if the first thing they hear out of your mouth is is Warby Parker or Casper, and then there's a little bit more likelihood that they're going to hit that that fast forward button. Yeah. Tom saying or, post. Go ahead. Or just stop listening altogether. Yeah. Tom saying post roll can work with curated channels of podcasts through like NPR. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that people are listening to curated channels. And I'd have to see player proof that people are rolling from one to another without letting their finger off the, they're not, they're not listening. They're listening on, okay, so what is the uh, podcast uh, NPR one app uh, market share? 0.02%. That's what we have. 0.02%. Okay. So, all right. It's, yeah. I mean, it is a uh, on-demand medium. It's, yeah. I mean, it, that that certainly isn't the paradigm that built this this medium. Uh, uh, linear is is fading. You know, it's not it's not a common you know l- listening practice as far as on the digital side. It still is on the radio side, but 
Um, but, but yeah, it does open up up an opportunity if someone figures out how to make it happen. If someone figures out how to make them stay to the end, you know, and yeah, it, it allows you to become. Why would they? I mean, why would they? I mean, what could they do to the, to make that appealing? Well, if they know they're going to be giveaways, yeah. If they know they're being <laughs> sold to immediately, if they know there's an ad coming, no one specifically wants to listen to ads. Let's be honest. And you know, yeah. we're running ad blockers on our websites. I got one running on mine right now. You know, no one wants to, you know, so the mid-roll is perfect. Like you said, Rob, the, your phone's in the pocket. And if you appreciate the podcaster and, you know, you'll, you'll listen and support their sponsor. But I, I don't think it goes to the point where at the end we're going to do another pitch. At least it, to me, it doesn't make sense. I would yeah, hope no that one, no one's going to say, you know what, I know he does. Uh, an ad at the end. I just need to stick around for it. Um, yeah. What they will say though is, I know he does an ad at the end, and now the ad is started, so I, there's nothing I'm going to miss. So okay, I'm going to go listen to uh, the next episode. So Tom says NPR one NPR one is doing fine, but it, it's doing fine with point zero two percent of global market share. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's irrelevant. Maybe for NPR, it's relevant. I'd like to love, uh, let's have NPR tell us what their percentage of people that are listening to NPR are using that app. I'd well, like for the NPR shows, it's a higher percentage, obviously, but sure. for other shows, third party shows, you know, we've got quite a few of them on there. Um, the percentage is not good. Well, let's be clear. National Public Radio has 42 podcasts. That's mm-hmm. it. So it's it. There's not a lot of shows there now. Granted, forty each of those forty two shows gets gets a lot of consumption. I listen to not a one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. personally, but it's still not not a huge percentage of the marketplace. Right. Now there are some other NPR shows out there beyond the NPR main yeah. ones. There's NPR affiliate shows, and there's a That's lot right. of NPR affiliate shows in. And you probably, all of you, both yeah. of you probably host a few of them. We host a few of those affiliate programs as well. Um, some of them do well, some of them not so much. Yep. Yeah. And it's largely because. Yeah, and what's it, the total number of all those? Yeah. There's it's a certain. 300 shows maybe. Well, right. Yeah. And it's because, and it's because of the NPR name is where mm-hmm. this uh, fascination goes with, uh, you know, they, yeah. everyone thinks that they're, they're ruling the podcasting space. What, what, what was funny, one of the people at the Red was talking with me, and he was an old-time NPR person, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, you know, the whole idea behind NPR when it was first created was to give anybody a voice. And he goes, and then podcasting came out, you know, 12 years ago, and, and NPR said, well, we didn't mean that anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't mean really everyone. So, yeah, so he goes, inside NPR, there he goes, there are some people that you know, look down at the indie podcasters. Whereas the ir- irony of it is, is the indie podcasters are exactly why NPR was created to start with, was to give anyone a voice. So podcasting really is fulfilling the whole pr- reason that NPR was created to start with. So I just thought that was a, an interesting con- side conversation I had. I hadn't thought of it that way. Well, going back to the rad, let's, there is a few people probably interested how this actually works. So, you know, what is the actual podcasters implementation? What do they have to do if Rad gets adopted? Let's say it's going to be adopted by 10 apps. Let's say it does. Um, what does the, the podcaster have to do? The podcaster probably won't have to do anything if they're hosting on a company that's going to support Rad for them. Um, if they are hosting on a company that's going to support them, 
that company is going to put some metadata into their ID3 tags, going to overwrite their ID3 tags, mm. and it's going to read, the clients are going to pull from the ID3 tag information. It's, it's an easy implementation. All of us have the ability uh, to, to write into ID3 tags. Um, so it's not anything overly complicated from a technical point of view for your hosting company. If you're self-hosting, well, then you're probably SOL. Yeah, you're out of luck. Yeah. So then how does the data stay? Okay, let's go back to our side. How does the data, and I already know these answers. I'm just doing this to, for the audience. What is the, how is there a separation of church and state? How do I not get Libsyn data when it's... In that ID3 tag information, it's going to tell you where to ping that data home to. So basically going to tell you the phone home, the home phone number of that show. And this is where you need to send the data to. Then on the client side on the app, then when someone hits stop, the client app is then responsible for pinging Libsyn or Blueberry or Spreaker with the stop message saying they've stopped. And this that's going to, you know. And then for us, we have to then have a data warehouse where we collect that data information and then sort it and process it and report it back to the clients. And tokenize the, it. The, and the users, I should right, say. I don't right. Say, yeah. And tokenize it. Producers. Yep. Producers. Right, producers. Yeah. Get our terminology here straight. And because so you're is there, ahead, Rob. Oh, oh, is there any talk? I, I'm kind of changing the direction of the talk here, but um, is there any talk about any kind of central repository of uh, podcast data that's coming out of this group? Oh, not that I'm aware of, and there better not be one. Uh, so, so that's that's another issue. That's another huge privacy issue. Uh, we, we, we we couldn't support that. So there is no centralized. There's no gatekeeper per se. Correct. There's not meant to be a gatekeeper. Okay. Because now, of the ID. They'll show, now they'll show you block diagrams of examples of how it works. And in that block diagram, it'll show you NPR, but that's only because it's NPR getting data back on their okay. own shows. Be right. But it's not that there's no centralized data warehouse that is controlled by some, somebody who has access to everybody's data. Absolutely not. The idea here is not for that to happen. Okay, so because of the ID3 tag data with the embed that's in there, it says call Blueberry, or call Libsyn, or call Spreaker, or call Podbean, or whoever, th then that data goes straight to them, and that's how there is no centralized warehousing of the information. Correct. All right. Unless the app developer, <laughs> you know, this could be turned on us here, folks. The app developers could say, okay, you want this data, write me a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and, and this isn't all about advertising. Yeah. And I'll say when the RAD conversation started, it seemed to be mostly about advertising. And it did shift to, hey, there's more than just people advertising. There is actually the other 93% of shows that have no chance of advertising. And they just want the data just to see how their shows are doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. for the majority of shows, this will never be about monetizing through right. advertising. This isn't about sharing with advertisers. This is just to know how the shows are doing. So the shows can improve and get better. It gives them good intelligence on what's happening throughout the show when people are stopping. And, you know, that's that's the and, and even the Apple data doesn't give you a super granular look at that. It's it's not perfect either. They could go a lot deeper in what they're providing as well. So is there any that you guys know, is there any connection between this data and Nielsen at all? Because I know Nielsen, I'm sure, would love to get access to this. Oh, does Nielsen even play in our space? <laughs> I, well, they're they're trying, as you Honestly, know. Honestly, do they? I mean, really, they don't. 
Um, I mean, they promised, oh, they were going to get an integration with Apple at one point in some meeting. And I'm like, really? You're going to get integrated in iTunes? Did you actually talk to Apple about that? Oh, well, you know, we're Nielsen. I'm like, yes. How did that work out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm switching between you two and your facial reactions, and it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> I, but let's be realistic. I mean, where does Nielsen has no play in the podcast space. They have no footprint here at all. They, they are not an entity at all in the space. They may want to be. They may claim that they're going to be. But I don't think they could actually legitimately say they have any, any. Well, they have an SDK, the, a client-side SDK, right? And then and they who, also are, are – Who's implemented are, it? No one. <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. And, or maybe. Maybe, but we just don't know. But somehow they're gathering data on podcasters. I got handed a, a – a, it was like a multi-fold flyer from them. I can't remember. I think it was at Podcast Movement, I think, that um, had all of these kind of psychographic, demographic groupings of podcast uh, listeners. So they're they're trying to map um, people's uh, willingness to purchase off of advertising uh, based on their 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 kind of demographic profile. So certain categories of, of products they've mapped to podcasts and what the conclusion of what this flyer thing that I saw, uh, was, is that it, uh, pretty much it doesn't matter, uh, what podcast that you run your advertising on, it's still going to bring in a, an ROI. I mean, certainly certain genres, of content in the podcasting space produce better results on the ROI on advertising, but generally you can basically take any ad um, and run it in a podcast, and it's going to produce results. According to the, according to yeah. them, according to and, them. and I would guarantee if you looked at those genres that did the best, the consumption is skews higher female. Yeah, I think that's right. So here's the end bottom line on all this is you know if rad does produce shows or produce uh, clients that implement it. So if they do get, uh, you know, let's say they get the top 10 that, in, that implement it, both on the Android and Apple side, um, even if one implements it, uh, each of us are going to code up and have the data and available in your podcast stats. You know, it's something we're going to definitely provide. So for the, you know, I would probably think that, um, you know, between the three of us, maybe Podbean were the you know the four biggest, and when it comes to actually providing stats to podcasters, but probably by far. And, and Rad is going to be open, and it's they're going to be you know have the meetings, and it, and it was a smaller group in that first call uh, or first face to face, um, but they did say they're going to be more open. They're going to have the next face to face is planned at Podcast Movement, so the next one will be in Philly. So that there'll be more people from the industry that can be part of that um, face-to-face. So, you know, talking with Brian, they do want to make it more inclusive, not exclusive. They want to bring everybody in on this, which I'm very happy to hear. Um, it's not just a secret cabal. It's not, you know, <laughs> this, this private meetings that happen by a certain person that runs a, 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 a newsletter that, you know, you're not allowed to talk about. Um, I probably not supposed to be talking as much about this as anyway, but because they're getting ready to release a press release on this. But I believe in public information on this, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a lot of the players in. And hope it's my goal 
is to see clients adopt this. I'm still not convinced there's a big enough carrot or any carrot for the clients to do it yet, though. The only carrot will be is when the first one does it and they have it and the others don't. That's what happened with subscribe on Android. When you get three or four to implement, then there's there's pressure. That's the only way we made subscribe on Android work is the other. I said, hey, here's 13 apps that have it. Uh, you're not on the list. And here's 13 Pure lines. Pressure. Here's 13 lines of of code. You just need to cut and paste. So I think it also depends on how much the how hard the technical implementation is. So, well, you know, I would I would start inviting those clients that you have relationships with to these calls. Well, they they NPR should have had them that those are the ones that should have been invited to Washington D.C. Was there any app developers at the meeting I, I, in D.C.? Uh, uh, Stitcher Stitcher was there. Okay. Um. I into bankruptcy heart was there. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, there, there, there was a, a few, a few. Um, oh, that good. were there. Oh, good. But, mm-hmm. Well, if any of you are, any of you clients are watching, we'd love to have you on the show so that we can talk about what it's going to take on your side to do this. Let's find out, you know, what it's going to take for them to do it. So, you know, we're, we're going to support if it gets implemented. Yeah. The key is if it, if it gets implemented. Yeah, and I'm sure we will as well. I mean, it's it, it it's, it's certainly not a bad idea. It's actually no, a good idea. It's data. I mean, if we can get this data, if we can get this data, and we can get it from a large pool of of, of client players out there, then then it's good. It's pretty good data. So I mean, it's it's, it's another ten, be perfect. It's another ten yeah. percent, Rob. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be. I, know, perfect. You know, I think we can get fifteen. Yeah. I think we can get fifteen. Oh well, that okay. That'd be good. And if. And if Apple doesn't support it, I mean, as long as it's similar cap- kind of capture data than what Apple's capturing, then uh, we just, you know, that's okay. We don't need Apple at that point, I suppose. Uh, combine the two. I, I, you always need Apple. I always need um, Apple. Well, no, but I, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying, I, you I mean, always is need it Apple. unrealistic to, to, exp- to think that they're going to do it when they already are capturing the data in their way? Apple's not going to do implement RAD. Yeah. Oh, they're not going to implement I, I, by, by the way, yeah. I don't think Apple will implement RAD. Ever. What I think, though, is Apple may at some point, hopefully at some point, will give us an API and then we can take Apple's data and right. combine it with the RAD data and have, you know, it doesn't matter whatever you call the, it, the combined thing, but mm-hmm. it's it'll be more data. That's all I care about, more data, right? More data is good, less data is bad. I think we're all, <laughs> we're all data junkies, right? And, and we all believe yeah. that. And, and if we could get Apple's data combined with the RAD data, um, and then we can even contrast and say, hey, look, you know, here's how it looks on Apple side and here's how it looks on these other sides and, and kind of get a feel for which applications mm-hmm. are actually even doing best. You know, I think you may find that an Overcast does better than some other applications because Overcast is geared towards consumption. I think it's and you may, might find some. Yeah. I think it's made critical for those calls back to us to know which app is sending us the data too. So hopefully that's in the tech spec so that it so that we'll know that overcast, we'll know the percentages per app and we'll be able to break it down by app. Yeah. Yeah. And that's compelling too. When your app is not on the list of stats, then again, peer pressure. I don't, I don't know if uh, Spotify is going to be on board or not, but I, I'm, I'm getting a sense that uh, some of these new players um, maybe that are, Maybe coming in the future, um, are seem to be supportive of it. No, Rob's referring to Google. He's not saying it, but 
Well, the question is, is Google going to do it right? Or are they going to screw up and do know. it like they did with GPM? I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, we, we, we all know Google is oh, the... So you, you, is the see, Rob can't say too much. I'll just tell you, Rob. Rob's under Rob's under the piece of paper where he can't he can't talk too much. <laughs> so, Rob, can you say anything? Uh, not not too much more than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give my opinion. You know, at the end of the day, if Google comes in, that will definitely raise the tide. But it's never going to have the influence and in, in the power that Apple has. So even if, if they do it right this next time, they're going to become – they could become a solid number two. But they won't be a number one. Uh, I'll say this. I had a call this week, and it was um, enlightening in that the person I was talking to had not considered – some of the things that we talk about when it comes to um, companies doing implementations of podcasting on their systems. And I think what I'm finding is, is that they are, they've been talking to individuals with agendas and they haven't been talking to companies that have creators as their, as their um, main priority. So there's, you know, there's, there's, if you have suits have a certain priority and then creators have a priority. And uh, so it was a very, very, very productive conversation. And I, and I was, I, I, I hung up from it feeling win. I just had a win there. That was a win. We've, we've got, uh, you know, an, a, an additional thought point added to the space and I encourage that team to, you know, listen to shows like this and to get out and talk with the space and come to podcast movement. And even if you come incognito to come and talk to podcasters <coughs> because they, 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 they live in a different bubble. And um, um, my biggest fear is this for, for what Google does next. They're going to lead with how do we monetize this? And if they're main emphasis and focus is on monetization, it will fail. Because the first focus needs to be, how do we make this good for the end users? How do we make this good for the people that want to consume the content? How do we make it easy for that? If their first foray into this is listening to the people that have the agendas, and it's about monetization, it will fail miserably, and Spotify will remain the, the solid number two. The Spotify in our system already is solid number two, and, and I think it's growing. I, Google will have to fight to get to number two and only will succeed is if it's about consumption first. I, I think they have an, uh, I think all these groups have an opportunity. I think Spotify, Google, all these big players. If, okay, let's, let's just be frank. They need to make money. They got to stay in business. iHeart is uh $20 billion in debt. And they went on a, they spent money like a drunken sailor and uh, didn't have a printing press to print cash when their notes come due. So that, that uh, rooster's coming home to roost. They, so, they defaulted on two bound payments now. So the second one was this week. So they're all talking they're in, and they're moving into bankruptcy. Right yeah, now. And, 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 and the vultures are, are circling. So, but if you, 
if they move if they move into the space, they got to pay the bills. I have no problem with Google, Spotify, or whoever joins a space figuring out how to pay for this. The play I've continued to tell these big groups, and I say, please, 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 don't restrict what the podcasters are allowed to put in their content. Allow them to continue to monetize the way they have been. And if you find some kindness in your heart to do a revenue split on any ads that you run, I said, you got a winner. You got a winner, 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 chicken dinner. You know, if if uh, someone's going to run a pre-roll against my content on a platform, doesn't matter what platform, and they give me, they write me a check for that pre-roll delivery on a little rev share, guess who I am going to promote like crazy? I'm going to promote yeah. that platform to the 10th degree because yeah. they understand I have to feed my family and they have to make money at the same time. I'm not asking for a lot. They don't have to do 50, 50, but give us a taste. And I think they'll have a, a big winner, big, big winner. Yeah. And I think, you know, what, what's happening in the space right now is still is the, is the breaking of dynamic ad insertion um, across uh, Spotify and even Google play. Um, and that, and who knows if we see Pandora get into this, um, uh, they may try and do this caching practice as well that kind of breaks the centralized monetization models that are currently being built. And these are topics that I'm out there talking about. I think uh, there, you know, there's a lot of people, obviously, in the podcasting space that don't necessarily like the whole dynamic ad insertion thing. But I think it's a tool that can be used properly if it's done right. Um, but the, the the problem is that, that we have right now is that the ecosystem is breaking and um, and Hopefully, what we'll see, like Todd, you were just saying, if these platforms can can develop ways that um, maybe they want to monetize because that's how the only way they can pay for the development of their platform, uh, that they do rev share, just like what you said, um, just to those platforms, like you know Spotify specifically, uh, if there can be some sort of a revenue share that happens with podcasters um, after they've captured your episode. Uh, I, I think these things are are part of the solution. Right now, the the models are, are broken. I don't know what both of you guys think of this, but um, that's that's how I see it moving towards. It's just a matter of um, we're not there yet. I, I think it's pretty simple, Rob. We just have to all tell them, please let us send you a signal to recache yep. my content. That's all, and, and, if, and if they say, okay, we'll recache your content if you send us a signal. Well, no, but the, Todd, but they're, the, they're saying the, they don't want any pre-rolls in that content at all or mid-rolls or anything. No. That yeah, and that's that, that's the problem. So they're asking for feeds from us that will be free of any kind of dynamic ad inserted um, advertising. But, it, but it's, a me, it's a media file. They don't know if it's inserted or not. Yeah, and it depends, well, it's on, in the it depends on the service too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Spotify doesn't care if you have ads. No, Spotify doesn't care if you have ads. No, no. Host reads is the only thing. If you read the contract, uh, wow. the contract says you cannot have any dynamically inserted advertising in your in your show. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah. Well, so, it dynamically doesn't work with Spotify because they pull one copy. So I mean, it, so it's, it's irrelevant, right? Correct. Um, and, and and then people that are doing the real dynamic constant serving up you know 50 60 100 different versions of the files <laughs> yeah. uh and it's the, happening the repinging the repinging is irrelevant 
that doesn't work for them at all anyway. Right. So the repinging only works if you have a static one single ad that's being delivered yeah. to the you know to everybody globally. But if you start right. if you have one ad for Dayton, Ohio, one for Columbus, one for Cleveland, uh, forget it. It's it's not, it doesn't. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Spotify. So and, that's and, hey, the big challenge. Yeah. That that is what it is, and you have to choose at that point if you're the person doing uh, dynamic ads into your show. If if you want your show on Spotify, which is you know again on our servers, you know we gave out these numbers in in January represented five point one three percent of our downloads for thirteen percent of our shows. Uh, you know yeah. with only thirteen percent of shows in, in Spotify, so the numbers are solid for us. I mean Spotify clearly is a solid number two, um, yeah. and Overcast is number three. You know that's well, how we look. Yeah, let's be clear about the whole dynamic ad insertion thing too. It's it's not always uh, about um, advertisements too, and and I'm not saying that Spotify would necessarily distinguish, um, you know, just the fact that you're using dynamic ad insertion as the as the pure filter of being able to be in there. Because I I know some shows use the dynamic ad insertion technology to do promo promos at the beginning of their show. They do, you know, like, uh, branding IDs. They, they use the dynamic ad insertion technology for content too. So, um, you know, it's, it's not so much about that. I, I think Spotify is just, just not wanting pre-rolls and post-rolls being dynamically inserted into this content because I think they have ambitions to put, um, ads in those positions. If you look into the future, it, well, and I guess, and we just don't know if there's a ad revenue share program coming down the line, uh, or not, or if Spotify is just going to keep all that. Well, here's the deal. I, I, I keep saying the price of being on Spotify is letting Spotify do what they want to do. And if you want to be over there, they got to make money. Right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, the basic agreement is they won't cut your content up and they won't put ads in the middle of it. But what happens before and after your episode, that's up to Spotify. They let you keep what's in your content in your content. That means mm -hmm. you can have ads in there. Yep. And you have to understand that's a big deal for Spotify because they have a premium ad free only solution that's for right. people. That, that's right. And they're listening to podcasts that now have ads in the middle. That's so, right. Right, so they have a lot of explaining they had to do to their premium customers to tell them why they're hearing ads on quote unquote ad free content. Um, so, yeah. you know, that was big of Spotify to allow people to leave ads in. I mean, that was a <laughs> that was a huge negotiating point. Uh, it took a long time um, to allow yeah. them to allow that. And, and, and the agreement was okay. Well, you can put stuff at the beginning and and you keep it. Um, and, and we're like, I know how much Spotify pays musicians. It's nothing. So and if they were to pay you for the ads, it's going to be nothing anyway. And yeah, you have to. You know, at the end of the day, the choice was. Do we care about promotion or monetization? And, and and I felt the promotion was a much greater uh, value for the for the indie podcaster. Distribution, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. Distribution. Yeah. I don't care where they listen, long as they listen. But it could could put Spotify in a situation where for big content creators, uh, they're they're going to have to get into special deals um, because there are big publishers out there that are not going to like their model um, for obvious reasons. Well, you so, know something. Last night, how how many how big is Spotify? Huge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so you know, okay. It, it, it's funny. This, this past week, we kind of had an opposite thing going on. We had iHeart going into in bankruptcy, and Spotify announcing that they're they're public, public. they're filing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly. Public. And, you know, Things are Spotify, changing, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, Spotify, they get 100 million active users. I mean, it's not that they have 100 million users. They have 100 million people that act over 100 million that come in each month and are actively engaged with that app. Um, which That's a big deal. Yeah. I don't care how they listen as long as they listen. Exactly. That's that has always been my motto as a podcaster. I just want people to listen. You know, and, and, and and for here's the thing, Rob. I understand where you're coming from because you know I'm putting together. We're getting ready to launch our ad injection system marketplace. We we all know where everyone's going. There's no secret in any of that because yeah. it's yeah. the handwriting's on the wall. But in the end, in the end, as a content creator, I do a podcast. I put my and I'm a I'm an indie podcaster. I'm you know I'm still I do my own ad deals for my show. If I have something that comes through Raw Voice, it works and it fits. Sure, I slide my show in there. Okay, so I have that advantage. But you know, in the end, who do we serve? We serve the average. We sure we got some big clients. We all do. We all have some top tier clients, but the majority, 95% of our clients are the folks that are listening to the show right now that are, all they care about is, can I make enough money, take mama to dinner, make a car payment, maybe a house payment and someday maybe, maybe be able to quit my day job. And, and some don't care about making money. So in the end, my constituents, <laughs> as I have, they have elected me as their service provider. I'm here to watch out for them and take care of them. That's my job. What the big networks do, that's they they're gonna have to fight that battle. Um and, you know, and and if some of the big guys don't like the terms of Spotify and decide to not put their content up there, great. That's their stupidity <laughs> and that's it's a windfall for us. Because yeah. people aren't people aren't gonna leave Spotify because cereal isn't on there. Right? They, I don't care. They're not gonna leave Spotify because the latest thing from Gimlet didn't go up there. Right. That's true because they're there for other reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And, uh, I'm, you know, we're all happy that they're playing in the space where, you know, I'm happy they've expanded. I'm glad Rob doesn't have the monopoly on the Spotify submissions anymore. You know, so, <laughs> You well, know, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm, I'm happy about that, but uh, okay. Well, I, I know you're not. <laughs> no, I don't, I, look, I just want people to be able to get in there and, and spot and Spotify has changed. They've added the ability now to play at a different speed, uh, which is nice. It's now more of a podcast playback. You can listen at one and a half speed, which is what I do, um, for everything. Yay for podcasters. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and we do need more podcasts in Spotify. And, and, and look, I, I was yelling at them for a long time, open up, open up and open up. But they were like, Hey, we're writing our algorithms. We're trying to figure this out. We can't do too many shows at once. We want to figure out it, this so that when we finally do get it rolled out, that we can actually do some recommendations. And that's, you know, that's, that was their thing. And they did finally open it up. Um, and to their credit, they've been letting the shows in. Uh, they're not, they're not as near as I can tell censoring, which is great. So it's an open community now. Um, obviously if you have music, that's a different story. It's a challenge. Yep. That's legal reasons for that. But as far as your content, uh, they don't care if you're religious or atheist, they'll let you in. Do we have an, an idea of how many, um, shows are in the catalog at this point? Are the 10,000, 5,000? Do we have any clue? Well, I, I, I know what we've oh. submitted. So, and it's, you know, I've got my first batch in and then the next batch will be automated. But the first batch I had to submit was manual. Yeah. 
it's definitely to do that. It's it's definitely in the thousands because uh, we're in the thousands that are in there. Um, I don't know if it's in the tens, multiple tens of thousands yet, but I would I would be shocked if it's not over ten thousand. Yeah, it'll go it'll go over ten thousand quick with all of us now submitting. And, and it'll grow, and it's going to continue to grow, and it's uh, it's a good thing. It's nice. Look, I look at it this way: it's nice to finally have a solid number two. We've how long have we been in the industry? The last time there was a solid number two, it was Zoom, mm-hmm. right? And, and, then, and that was the last number two I can think of. Yeah, and then you know for a while, uh, Stitcher made it as high as seven percent, but they've dropped off the. Mm-hmm. They know they fell off the planet, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's good for the space. I think we're, you know, and it, we'll see who else joins the party here over the next year. And uh, um, it's, it, w- it's, it would be nice to see Pandora, but I don't know if podcasting is going to work with their culture. You know, their culture is not about letting you pick what you want to listen to. That's a big difference. It's a linear experience, you know, that gets back to our earlier conversation. Is there a model there? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe personalized playlists is the only possible way. Mm-hmm. But, They're going to have to yeah. change their their thinking of you know of of content because they have not had an on demand mentality. Well, they did uh, shift here recently over to supporting programmatic ad buying, which I, I I thought was maybe a little bit of an interesting clue to maybe a change in direction for them. Well, um, I think you just look sure. at you look at their announcements what they have made they've had some public announcements so i'm hopeful for pandora you know what their ceo has said and um we'll see where it goes well tim always said that he he wanted to support uh spoken word content on the platform he just wasn't sure how or when that 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 would ever happen so that's the founder of the of the company Mm um you know i heard a, a couple of interviews that he did where he was talking about that um and you know, it'd be great to, they, they've been kicking the tires for, for a while now. So we'll see is the only thing we can say. Was there anything in these two topics we wanted to talk a little bit more? I've got a couple of things I want to get into. It's just some regular news items that have popped up. Uh, Rob, is there anything you, I know you got to go soon, but is there anything you want to promote that uh, you've seen that you're talking about that's tip of mind? Uh, I was at uh, NRB with, with Mackenzie and, and Angelo. Uh, we're there. And NRB is pro, is National Religious Broadcasters, and actually Proclaim 18 is what it's called now. Uh, it was interesting. This was our fourth year there. The first year, it was a lot of what is a podcast, and the second year, what is a podcast. Last year, not as much. This year, I didn't get a single what is a podcast. I got a what do you do, um, but I didn't get a single what is a podcast um, reply to anyone I talk with, which I thought was was very telling. Um, so that community has in a few years come around and understands what a podcast is, is embracing podcasts. Uh, there was a, a booth across from me where they were interviewing people and, and they, they had a lot of people coming in and out and a lot of them had podcasts. I mean, there was one that was on Blueberry, uh, Lucas Miles, which is a, is a popular religious one. Um, and I heard him talk and mention and promote his podcast. Yeah. The, you know, I just got a word from the team. They seem to be, the first day there's always seems to be the busy day. Then everything drops off, but uh, they seem steady. And uh, Angela seems pretty happy with uh, 
with the traffic, it's a lot better than what it was down in Florida. As a matter of fact, they had a discussion with the organizer to make sure there wouldn't be a repeat of Florida in, a, in the following year when it goes to California. So, um, well, that's a much much better venue. Um, it, yeah, because that was the last. Well, I well, it's in, I it's in, it's in Anaheim that one as well. Yeah. Oh. When, no, no, but this to, year's yeah. event w- was in Nashville. Right. right. So this year's Nashville. So, next year will be Anaheim. Yeah. So the, uh, end of March next year. And and I yeah, will. I didn't go this year. I didn't go this year. So I will say this: the event organizer understood the ramifications. I think they got lots of feedback from Florida. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say that lightly. And uh, so I think they've learned their lesson there. So hopefully Anaheim they'll not have a repeat of Florida and be more in line with uh, the traffic, uh, the traffic patterns of Nashville. Hey, Rob, did you get a sense that the leadership of the national religious broadcasters was uh, more and more supportive of podcasting on the content side? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've tried to talk to them about doing sessions and have a, have a track of podcasting and it completely been blown off every year. Um, including yeah. this past year. I mean, I've had to, I've, 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 I've tried to beg them, plead them, embarrass them. Yeah. Nothing worked. Yeah. I am. So, um, it, it's still I, a bunch of yeah, old radio to. folks. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah it, exactly. It's still a bunch of old radio folks. And if you don't have a call symbol, they just look, you know, they, 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 they look down their, their nose. Now, as part of that, I'll say this, part of the reason they don't like podcasting, some of them there don't like podcasting, is it hurts their bottom line. A lot of these radio stations they sell airtime to the preachers. And oh. when a preacher can go out and just have a podcast and get a bigger yeah, audience, yeah. they don't need the radio station. So some of them, podcasting isn't just looked at as a threat. It is a real legitimate threat. It is. It is I mean, I had people coming up to me telling me how much they're paying to be on the air. And I'm like, are you insane? Yeah. And they're like, well, well, I'm like, how many people do you got? Well, I think we get this reach. I'm like, oh, well, here's how much we cost. And they're like, what? That's it? Oh, why Why am I not doing that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Let's, uh, let's talk just real quickly about NAB and the podcast oh. track there. I, I'm a little irritated. How about you guys? Well, I'm, we were talking we should all wear red and white striped shirts and a little hat because our booth, our section, the podcast pavilion is hidden. If you, if you can find us, you want to be there. So the good news is anybody that actually comes by our booths at podcast at NAB actually really wants to be there. There is Give them no a t-shirt, stumble right? upon traffic. There is no <laughs> stumble upon traffic. I'm gonna I'm bringing the good chocolates, the really good ones. You know, I might as well go up up you know to the, the really high end chocolates because we are hidden i mean when i say hidden there's two main areas you can walk down then there's booths 10 foot you know 10 foot wide booths and then in between that is us and to get to our area there's two big pillars blocking you so you have to go down a little bit further to walk over to come down and around they moved us closer to the front and then they shimmied us in between the area I, my, my smoke came out of my ears <laughs> yeah i i i said to, i like this is horrible you know where the way they put oh no you're closer to the front yeah closer to the front and hidden yeah, yeah. so uh well. the good news is uh we only sending two people now because i looked at that and i went oh great i can't justify sending three people to this show I, now I, I changed up my complete marketing strategy because of this a booth move 
I've, yeah. I, I've completely had to change what we were, you know, what we had planned. I, and I'm, cause I know I have to get the traffic to the booth. They're not going to find me. You know, there's just no way they're going to just find me. Not if they're walking the floor. So, and then, you know, then the session stuff, I mean, I've heard nothing about sessions. I guess podcast movements running the sessions. I, I don't know. Uh, I've seen no schedule for the sessions. Have you guys seen anything on the sessions? Oh yeah. I'm, it's, it's all I'm set mostly in. already. Yeah. I've all seen, I know is I'm on a panel at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing about the sessions, nothing promoted, no schedule. So yeah. again, and where, where is that going to be? Is that going to be near us or is that going to be south 40, 50, 100 feet away or where? It'll probably be up on the North Hall, I would imagine. Where they yeah, have it's going to be up up where we were last year at the kind of the, the radio track or the radio. Um, so in, in, in a completely different building. And they had originally said, well, we're going to let you use a little area that's close, which would have been well, better. There is uh, a, a little presentation area that's going to be right next to us. Um, that that there's going to be presentations that are being presented on, on on podcasting. By I'm not who? sure yet. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I haven't heard. So okay. <laughs> but I know I'm I'm involved in a session. Um, I think just after Rob, I I think I'm going to be moderating who's, a session. Who's, who organized it? I heard nothing. I Josh. Guess Josh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. I would uh, reach out to Josh. Ping, yeah, ping uh, Josh. So, all right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little bit of a half-hearted effort uh, on their part, if, but if, it if is this, more than than if, what we had last year. If, if so, this if this doesn't if they got they have one shot with me on this. Uh, if the traffic, if we don't get traffic, if it's, uh, I won't come back. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, send, I'm, send, I'm sending my other girl home on, on Thursday, the last th Thursday. So I'll only be one person there the last day. I don't see a reason to get you know, two people the they, last There day. was a lot of promises made, and uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they haven't delivered. So we'll see. So yeah, if you're going to be at NAB, come see us. <laughs> please. No, no, no. Please come see us. Podcast Pavilion, Hidden the South Hall. Um, yeah, tucked away in the back. No, but, um, yeah, I'm working with the NAB live show folks too, to try and get a podcasting session as part of their, their live stream that they have on their homepage. Well, they can come see um, us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will so. probably have, um, I'm working with live view and, uh, there will be an opportunity if you are, if you stop by the booth and you're a content creator, you will be able to get on the live view big screen in the, if from my booth, you'll be able to get on the live view big screen in their booth and be on oh. the live view, uh, on the actual live, live view, uh, NAB feed. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, that was because I've done that show, you know, we, you know, I usually go as a, um, as press and not as an exhibitor. So. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Loria is going to be there again th this year for Doing live stream. Doing 40 hours of live, but about yeah. killed her. I don't know. Yeah. There's so a report the out. With the, uh, the, the Airstream uh, yeah. trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if Leo's going to be there. He said they were going to start doing shows more. 
but uh, he wasn't at CES in a big way, so I don't know if they're going to be back at NAB or not. So a year ago, I thought they, based on the comments they'd made, they figured out they needed to be back at these events. And uh, we're talking about Twit, twit.tv. So we'll see if they're there doing anything live. Yeah, it'll be interesting. BBC saying they saw a twelve percent increase in podcast downloads in uh, in the UK in one year. Twelve percent this past year. Yeah, that's just not, this past year. Yeah. Yeah. That's low. That's yeah, low. It's really yeah. low. Yeah, it's, we saw a bigger increase than that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be bragging about that. That to me is uh is low. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of you know uh, Kirkland doing the pod news? He's doing a pretty good job getting content out, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Yeah. It's been digging a lot of stuff up. The Pod Pod folks are continuing to rock too with all their stuff that they've got going on. Yeah. And uh, so there's lots of information in the space. It's, uh, so it's that's not a, just geared towards the, the NYDC bubble. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Start, nice to see uh, people actually looking at more than just what happens in New York and DC. Yeah. I'd recommend you guys go over to podnews.net and subscribe to. Uh, that newsletter it's it's a weekly it gets you get it daily monday through friday and it's got all the headlines that have uh have come out anything that he finds interesting he's done a pretty good job on that so far and he's got a um a uh what do you call it uh the funding thing uh patreon he's got pretty good group of patreons right now too that are supporting supporting his pod news so Definitely go over there and check that out at podnews.net. Yeah, because Nick has become completely irrelevant. I, I don't even read his newsletters anymore. I just delete them. Well, you know, he's claimed he doesn't care about anything other than the industry. That's right. all he cares about, really, to report. And, yeah. the, and the problem is people don't understand that. They don't know that. So it's yeah. really not, it, not, I wouldn't say it's his fault. I mean, he wants to report what he wants to report. That's great. But unfortunately, some people take what he reports as being the whole industry when it's really 1% of the industry. Yeah. Well, those are mainly his contacts that he focuses on or is that side of the industry. So that's that's where he gets his information from. Anything else that you guys have seen going on in the space? Any tidbits or any wowzers? Or? Mm. Have you guys already covered blockchain? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about blockchain, Rob? I don't know. See, I keep hearing blockchain this, blockchain that. To me, it seems like this is the same people that used to run around saying OGG, you need to do OGG format, and then the and the same ones that you say, oh, you need to have chapter marks. It, you know, it's 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 the theoretical perfection versus the practical reality world. And I just don't see the blockchain stuff. Uh, it, RSS is fine. It, it, not just fine. RSS is great, uh, and it supports what we need to do. Um, I don't see the need for blockchain. Uh, is there a theoretical way you can look at it where it's better? Maybe, but better doesn't, in, in a technical perspective, doesn't mean better in a practical perspective. So, is so once you explain a little bit of what, what that is, I mean, isn't it's not another distribution methodology, is it? I haven't seen a really great explanation of exactly why it should be, why it has any advantages over what we have currently. I mean, okay. I, I, to me, it seems like someone doesn't like. It, I think it comes down to two groups. One that thinks RSS is too old because mm-hmm. they came into the space after RSS and they have this belief that they can do it something better than what was already there. 
Yeah. And two, the people just don't understand the value of RSS and the democratization and 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 the privacy that comes with RSS. RSS yeah. is, as we talked about in the last show, is a great equalizer. If you didn't hang around yeah. to the end of the show last show, you missed thirty last thirty minutes was worth the just scrub. Go back to it and scrub all the way to hour and a half, and then listen. Um, it, it's yeah, we've gone through this, but before it's somewhat yeah. too. There, there, there was a time in this industry when when um, the whole BitTorrent thing was mm -hmm. talked about yeah. as a as an alternative distribution method for podcasts that it, it never really Lipson got traction. Supported. Lipson supported yeah. BitTorrent in the early days. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I had my I had a feed that it was a BitTorrent feed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's happened to BitTorrent? Is it basically it's dead because of well, the whole the BitTorrent people thing? moved to BitTorrent people yeah. moved to blockchain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. did> they? <laughs> okay. Because in essence, blockchain is kind of a little. Well, it has some similarities to blockchain. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Blockchain has its places, but I just don't see it in the podcast distribution world. Yeah, be wrong. We'll see. But I'll tell you this: RSS prevents anyone from trying to exert their influence on creators. Yep. You know that's the key. That's just you know in a nutshell. You know, they can't, they can't stop podcasting. No one can come in and be, I'm the ruler. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, you just laugh at them, you know, go away. <laughs> Do we need to, to take another run at RSS though? I mean, is, I mean, uh, I know Dave, Dave Weiner is certainly wouldn't be the one to, to lead anything like that, but is there anything that you guys can think about or think that maybe as we think about the future of this medium, that there's something that could be done to improve RSS two, maybe RSS three, Rob, there's, something like that? there's, there's huge opportunity to coalesce around some tags and just yeah. do our own extension of RSS 2.0. There is huge opportunity to do that. The, it's just how are we going to do it? Well, and it's it, it's, well, I mean, Apple's yeah. did it. Apple did yeah. it a little bit last year. Well, I mean, a, they added some additional tags. Yeah. Right. They added some more tags. And the so, key is getting everyone to support it and agree to, you know, if the, you know you, anyone, you can do it. We did ours. We've got an extension, mm -hmm. you know, and but has anyone else adopted it? No. So that's the problem. You know, the only way you can really yeah. get something, if an Apple, they can force the hand. They can say, here's what our new tags are. Uh, you better support it. And, you know. I mean, yeah, I guess the question is, I mean, is podcasting really the most significant uh, supporter of the RSS2 spec right now of any, no, no. any media? Blogs, I mean, the blogging well, community still is powered by RSS. Yeah, but they're the, they're, aren't they the 0.91 spec? Well, they still the can. Part? The only difference, the 2.0 adds... The only the thing that the enclosure. So, it's but the it's enclosure but part. Yeah. but most podcasters or most bloggers are on the two point spec. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just seems like you know, and maybe that's a project for a similar kind of deal as what's happening with this uh, this rad thing. Maybe there, there's another work group that can come together. I don't know how that would be organized or who would be who's really in charge of that. Or to, is there any organization that exists? I think it was the WC3 that was involved into it at one point. Is WC3 still operating? Uh, well, it wouldn't. Ha we we wouldn't. I don't think we would have success in doing RSS 3.0. I think the what we could potentially have success was if we could get enough people not to, to leave their agendas at the door to come for to to come together for the common good of the space. I think we could come up with a set of tags that we could all implement. 
there's a lot of stuff you can do with tags that would, you know, especially when it comes to ad injection, there's all kinds of cool stuff oh, yeah. we could add to RSS um, that would really help the space a lot. But, you know, I've got an agenda. <laughs> Everybody does, Todd. <laughs> but it works. We, you know, in things, anything you add would not break the existing system. So you could add tags and not have the system be broke because of it. You know, the system would still continue to to hammer on. I think getting the RS three is a that's no way. I don't think it'll ever happen. But all right. Yeah. Gentlemen, I'm going to have to run. All right. Hey, Rob, okay. thanks for thanks for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Congratulations on 200 yeah. for the reboot. Yeah. And we'll see oh, you, gentlemen, you. in about one month. Yeah. How can, how can uh, content, how, how can people reach you here? Uh, my own podcast, personally, if you're an iPhone user, not definitely not an Android user, uh, todayinios.com. And uh, also, I do a feed, uh, the podcast, The Feed with Elsie Escobar. And you go to thefeed.libson.com, and then you, if you ever want to email me, I, I put my email out there all the time, rob, R-O-B, at libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. That's the way we do it. All right. Have all right, fun, and uh, tell thank your you. wife, thank you for letting us borrow you for uh, an hour and 20 minutes. All right. Yeah. Oh, out to the doghouse <laughs> I go. All right. Okay. Bye, dear Rob. Thanks. Yep. Okay, so. All right. Well, that was good. Yeah, it was good to have Rob on. Yeah. Always is. Yeah. People He's say, how, do you, how can you three be friends but yet be competitors? Because <laughs> we're still competitors and we're still friends. That's it, right. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, you know, if you think about it, we all go much further back um, in our knowing each other than even before we were competitors. So it's. It's not unusual for us to be at that this level of contact and working together. And you know, here's another thing too: is that we can uh, we can trust each other too. We still have our own company internal little secrets we keep, but we can trust sure. each other when we're talking about this kind of stuff, and and pretty much know that there's, you know, I talk about agendas, but you know, I don't think there was any agendas during today's show. You know, no, no, and I think that there's there's a lot of a lot of synergy that can be brought together, bringing all three of us together too, and and talking about topics and trying to move this industry forward and and really raise topics that you know probably not too many people are talking about um, that need to be discussed and podcasters need to be aware of these these topics that are concerning us or the opportunities in front of us too. So Tom made a comment earlier. So I remember telling you, Todd, last year that Spotify was going to be a major player. You were skeptical. I was skeptical in the instance that they were yeah. they were not allowing and they're not allowing uh, very many podcasters into their platform. Yeah. You know, and had they not opened up, you know, I would probably have that. Again, we'll see how podcasters do. I'm. We'll see if we get the same type of you know, percentage points that uh, Libsyn's seeing with the with their customers yeah. on Spotify. Time will tell. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see if they're actually going to be number two in our system. You know, we'll, you know I, I want my own confirmation of that data. 
Todd, you were, you and I were both justified in our skepticism. Um, there was no question until they, they changed their leadership and they took a different tact here. Uh, I think the position that we had about them was justified. I, I, I don't think that they had shown us that they had any, any willingness to do what it takes to be successful in the podcasting side. Um, but you know, now I'm getting a different impression. Well, and it's, you know, because they're, they're talking and, you know, let's, let's be honest. Uh, was I, was I not happy not being able to get podcasters into, uh, Spotify? Absolutely. You know? And, uh, so, you know, I don't think there's any secret in that. You guys weren't happy that you weren't getting your shows in there. No. You know? And hearing from our customers all the time, and we were having to send them over to a, a, a form to fill out that went into Never Never Land. Yeah. So, you know, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. And again, you know, I, like I said, our, our first batch of shows are in, and we'll, we'll, we'll start to see what, what happens here. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's more players coming, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can have conversations with them on, uh, you know, and where the space is and where it's going. And again, I, I, I'm just, I'm a podcaster first and foremost. Well, and I think that it's very possible here very soon that we're going to be able to, to have the kind of submission process into Spotify that we would have loved to have had over the last five years with, with Apple. Um, you know, a more of a submissions API based of a system. Um, so I think that's, that's something that's also promising too. And I would, I would love to see Apple offer some way for all of us to be able to have some way for podcasters to submit their shows to iTunes right through their, their publishing platforms, um, yours and, and ours and Lipson's um, to kind of automate this process and help people get into these platforms a lot easier. We'd, I'd also love to do an integration with TuneIn. I'd love to do, you know, where that podcaster just goes into their publishing area of their their show and clicks a button, say, submit to whatever platform, you know. And, and that's kind of my goal is to try and make things so easy on that front that uh, podcasters don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. They don't have to format a special email and, and attach their cover art and all this stuff, which is often, you know, what's happening with TuneIn right now. Um, and to have that integration so it's easier and easier for podcasters to get their content out in all these platforms. Well, that to do it with Apple, you're going to have to require an Apple authentication API yeah, where you can that's right. the person's that's Apple ID is going to be authenticated. You know, the problem we run into with some hosting providers and podcasters are now screaming bloody murder. They can't get access to their podcast stats because their hosting provider submitted their show under their Apple account and they're locked out. That's right. So, so yeah, you're exactly right. There, there has to be a way to enter in your Apple ID and then yep. have that be associated with that submission. Yep. Um, and I did, you know, I talked to Apple about this and they seem to be open to the idea, but we shall see if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. And it's in it. And I'll be honest with you based on, you know, I, I'm up to four support people and, uh, the, um, the podcasting space 
the creators need a lot more handholding at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, I think we have, uh, if you count me, because I, I do a fair amount of handholding mm-hmm. myself, about five five to six people that are doing just support. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a big project. And it's definitely, like you said, Todd, it's definitely getting more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we're reaching different kinds of content creators oh, now. Oh, for sure, we're, for sure. We're reaching ones that are not very technologically savvy. Yeah. Um, and 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 unfortunately, the trend line is, is that you don't have to be as technologically savvy to make this work more and more. So that's that's a good trend line that's riding along with this. Um, but still, there's issues, right? There's still compatibility with microphones and software that you got to work through drivers these things that are are holding some podcasters back um it would be great if windows was a lot easier to work with when it comes to producing audio i think apple's probably a a little easier platform to to work with to produce audio but um yeah i had a guy that i sent uh well the guy that's now going to be officially quote unquote my stand-in host when I'm in uh, on travel. He did his first two episodes while I was in Florida. And oh. uh, so he, I mean, he's, Rob, I mean, he's never done a podcast and I threw him right to the, you know, <laughs> right in and you know, threw him to the wolves. He, to the wolves yeah. And uh, he, you know, I sent him an ATR 2100 and uh, I said, did this, so just plug right in here, you know, get audacity. And, and he's like, calls me a, a couple days before I get ready to leave. He says, uh, the Windows 10 won't recognize my my 2100. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so you just yeah. plug it in. Or, you know, you know, we walk through like the basic troubleshooting stuff and he says, no, but I was just like, don't worry. I'll just send you a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So I went back on B&H and he's in New Jersey. So next day delivery, he had a Zoom. So, you know, just even on my end, uh, it was just like, really? The thing plugged in, it just wouldn't work. And yeah. this stuff should be seamless. It should not cause a problem and i and i read somewhere that there's some obscure usb ports that won't recognize the 2100 and you have to do and i didn't want him to have to go through all that upgrade you know and do a bios upgrade or anything so (laughs) yeah just easier just send him a zoom yeah there's still there's still challenges for people you know i mean i i have to work with people all the time and they don't understand the basic concepts sometimes and you have to help them through it. Right. And, and sometimes they, they still don't get it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, for, do the best you can. Fortunately, I don't think, you know, for us, we haven't had too many issues with, you know, I, I we don't do content. So you were just, you know, I don't have to do too much of that type of help. Once in a while, someone needs a little extra hand, but it's usually, how, how do I change them with title or, how to change this episode number or how my album art isn't going up. And it's, you know, it's, it's, and they, right there it says, shall not be larger than this size. And it's 6.7 megs or something. And it's, it's that kind of stuff that uh, um, it's usually like a five minute uh, phone call or, you know, three emails later. But yeah, the, yeah. the level of folks needing help is much, much higher. And uh, podcasters also, I, I have figured out, I, mean, I kind of figured this out a long time ago. They creators are all kind of a certain mindset, and boy, oh boy, they're not very patient. <laughs> no, that's right. They want to get it done now. Not right. patient at all, and uh, 
And, you know, we, that's why we went to seven day support because it's just we couldn't finish the day at four o'clock on or five o'clock on Friday and not talk to anybody until Monday. It didn't work. Yeah. Exactly. So we you had get to, some upset customers. Oh, you, uh, yeah. There you know. Help them. And some yeah. customers send you three emails within five minutes. How come you're not helping me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds just like that. And it does. Um, it does. <laughs> you know. So, so you're going to be on the road next week? Is that my understanding? No, I'm I'm no? here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think the last time we we talked, you were going to be. We're going to need to do it. Um, on you know, post uh, NAB, I'll audio. be on the road. Yeah, post oh, post, post NAB. NAB. Yeah. So I, yeah, that'll. It's going to be ugly. Um, I'm looking at my schedule and it's even, I'm even booking Saturday meetings, which sounds insane. Um, yeah. (laughs) Squeezing it in, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. I'll have a, I'll have one, uh, I'll have Sunday. That'll be my day of being able to maybe breathe. So, uh, yeah. So who knows? It may even have to be some Sunday shows in there too. So, uh, we'll just, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. But, uh. Anyway, we've uh, we're at wow, we're right in hour thirty. So, yep. do we want to go to two hours today? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered a lot, a lot of ground with Rob yeah. uh, today. I yeah. think that the whole rad thing is is something that's uh, going to be interesting to to follow. I, is there anything? I I haven't heard any updates at all on the IEB stuff. Is there no, anything? I haven't heard in, anything either. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. It's so, been pretty slow. Eileen was asking, "What is the threshold for a podcast to actually see stats if they don't have a lot of?" I think Apple said the the threshold was ten. You have to have ten downloads, but I I don't think that's the case. I think some podcasters have more than ten, and they're still not seeing data at Apple. <clears throat> But yeah. don't quote me there. But I saw something on a, I saw something in a post someplace. So it, it that's not from the horse's mouth. That was third party. Todd, I I haven't looked at my my stats in Apple uh, lately. Are <laughs> I they? Looked, I looked they, at them once. They capturing any any more data than what was in there before? Because it, it it was like minimal amount of data. Well, when I when I went in and looked, and it was like, oh, okay, I already know this. <laughs> So I haven't even been back to look. I need to log yeah. in and look. I haven't been back yeah. to look. Yeah, I haven't either. And I, I'm just curious because they were only capturing data from, I, I think, I think it was like 10 or 12 shows. Well, it or, was October or something like that. So I, yeah. hopefully that data is, hopefully it's a bigger, Yeah. I don't know, anyone been checking their Apple stats? Are they, how quick are they adding shows and so forth? I don't know if anyone's watching can comment, but. Yeah. So anyway, Eileen, that's the answer we have. Um, you, they've got an email address. Um, uh, let me give you the. This is the. Here's the thing. The face. The the team at Apple. Um, there's been some changes. Let me go yep. to messages. The best way. The absolutely the best way to get a hold of anyone over there is um podcast support at apple.com that's where you if, if you're not seeing stats and have questions or need help or need to get a show moved to your account that you own but isn't currently in your stats podcast support at apple.com is a place that's a that goes into their team system 
So yeah. that's, that's, uh, it's actually podcast with an S podcast S at, yeah, at, at apple.com, Apple. not podcast, yeah. it's podcast support dot at support at com. So I still have people coming to podcastconnect.com, my site and saying, I get it at least once a week yelling at me. This is the worst Apple site I've ever seen. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not Apple dude. You'd add an S in there. <laughs> Todd. Scraping traffic, aren't you? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I own the domain podcast with a T connect.com. And for a while, everything was at Apple was podcast with an S connect.com. So there was a little uh, brand confusion going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast Connect Incorporated is actually the company I do this show and Geek News Central under. So, so were you redirecting that traffic over to the sign up page for? No, I'm just kidding. no. <laughs> <laughs> There's hardly anything on that site. I think the last blog post on it was like a year ago or something. So it's not oh, like okay. there's anything there. You know, this is the worst Apple site ever. What is this? What are they thinking? They really fell off the wagon since Steve Jobs died. And you see, just, oh my God, I haven't heard it all. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Okay, well, all right. know, we're, oh, don't yawning here. They, they, they just I, left. I, see, now everyone just left. If I you, tried to hold it back. I couldn't. And uh, so anyway, I get an appointment with a gym. So uh, time to get out of here. So everyone, I'm Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, of course. Um, Rob? I can be found um, on my website, uh, RobGreenlee.com. And just now lost my voice. Uh, I can also be reached uh, Rob at VoxNest.com. And that's that's a great way to reach out to me as well. Uh, I do two podcasts, uh, this one, and I do the Speaker Live Show at speakerliveshow.com every Wednesday. So talking about podcasting, what else, right, Todd? Yeah. Rob, I will admit you have the world record for the most number of emails associated with your name in the podcasting space. It was Rob at Spreaker. It was Rob at Microsoft. It was Rob at Zoom. <laughs> it's Zoom and Rob Zoom. at Podcast One. I, you've got uh, you've got it wrapped up, dude. So uh, <laughs> nobody can ever catch up to me. Now. I don't think they can. So everyone, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed Show Two Hundred. Send your comments and uh, who you'd like to. If you're a podcast, if you are a podcast app developer. We want to hear, we want you on the show. Okay. doesn't matter. And you can come on and pitch your app for an hour. <laughs> so let us know. Uh, but anyway, everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.